following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. (laughs) Yes. Allow me to puff as well. Powerful herbs. <laughs> giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not giving visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Visions. Oh. Visions. are you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> I think Jacko's a Rubino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you. Hold on one second here. The Jacko. to Inside the Jackal's Head right here live on PSN Radio and of course SoFlo Radio, the song you're listening to right there Air I Breathe by tonight's guest Mr. Justin Lanning He's going to join us within the next 30 minutes It's going to be that kind of show We're going to play some music in between Great tune Great tune, Air I Breathe Check this out Anybody listening to this show right now As you know I'm all into music I love all sorts of music Everything From hip hop To pop music uh, To rock music You name it Doesn't matter what the genre is I'm a fan And listening to uh, Justin's music Over the last uh, couple of days uh, Really you know, I have a great appreciation For what he's doing He's really really talented He really truly is And um, you know I don't want to spoil too much for you all listening in So when we have him on later on We'll be able to dissect his music a little bit better Justin is going to be uh, on with us in about 20 minutes Roughly And uh, really cool dude I talked to him briefly earlier tonight And uh, just uh, went over uh, what we're going to talk about We're really going to focus in on his music And of course what he has been doing since 2008 Which is when he started making music Which is not that long ago So he really has not been doing music for a very long time So that's interesting in itself Because he's really good Really, really, uh, really talented artist So looking forward to having him on And we're going to get to a couple different uh, news uh, topics That I wanted to talk to you about I'll talk about before uh, we go on break later And uh, again, open lines uh, As you all know here on Inside the Jackal's Head If you guys want to call in You're always welcome to join the show and call in the number is 786-245-8127. That's our Skype-in number, so please use it. Call on in, and especially when Justin is on. I'm sure that he'll love to hear from you guys and uh, love to take your phone calls. So 
please call in as soon as he's on. Uh, now, there is a couple of stories that I wanted to get to, which, uh, you know, look, we're all about geek stuff here on this show, and of course on PSN Radio, which is where I'm being heard tonight. And one thing that's happened over this past year, we've all been very, very taken by the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a big fan of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe as, as it is right now. And Guardians of the Galaxy was a, a great film. And director James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, recently told IGN that he isn't sure if the announced DC movie slate is interesting or not. And it's caused quite a stir in the fan community. Now, Gunn has responded to the uh, the harsh reaction to his words, saying that people love to be outraged. And it's very true. Now, what he said was kind of vague. You know, he I don't think he really was taking a shot at the DC Universe or the DC upcoming films. Now, people, of course, are always going to want to make a big deal of everything, especially on the Internet. This is the playground for stupid people to act dumb and, you know, cause a stir on things. But, you know, this article comes from comicbookmovie.com. It says, it is no secret that when it comes to the dedicated fandom that it doesn't take too much until feelings are run high. And a few other topics are less are as likely to push the right buttons as, as comments about the perceived rivalry between comic book publisher Behemoth Marvel and the DC especially when it comes to the respective outings in film. And now that now that the plans of both DC and WB and Marvel Studios for the uh, movies are up until 2020, remember they have both, Marvel and DC, have both given their full slate of films for the next decade, pretty much, all the way up to 2020. And uh, they're all on the table now, and they're on the table for discussions this year, not about, and it's not about to quiet down, especially in the fan community. Now, James Gunn, Again, the director of the movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Big, big studio hit film this year, right? Recently, uh, like I said, it had a few words which had some fans reacting very negatively. In fact, there is a screenshot. And I think this is, it has to be this person's Twitter. Matthew Savalas or Savala. And uh, he says, hey, James Gunn, F you. If you have a problem with the Warner Bros. And he didn't say F you, by the way. He actually used the correct term uh, the full word but uh, he said if you have a problem with the Warner Brothers in DC movies then you could go F yourself again did not say F yourself he said use the first the full word uh, your movies are not the best ever DC is just as awesome and exciting as Marvel so watch your effing mouth thanks now th- it's funny because if you really watch w- or listen to or read the comment made by James Gunn, it's really not all that bad. I mean, not enough to really get overly excited about it and really, like, go out on the ledge there like you're about to, you know, insult the man's life. Not sure. As we all know, the the geek community is very touchy-sensitive, but uh, check this out. It says here, um, now this is directly from James Gunn. He says, you're welcome. Also, while we're at it, I don't have any problems with the DC characters or DC movies. I grew up reading them and loving them, and just like I did Marvel's characters, what seems to have outraged a small section of the DC acolytes is when asked what I thought of the DC slate, I said I didn't really have an opinion. Because, at this point, 
It's a list of titles that I don't know much about. I went on to to explain that with Marvel, we've seen most of these on-screen portrayals of the characters in the upcoming films, as well as the actors who play them. When we know what many of these writers and directors are making these films, you kind of know whether you like Marvel movies or not. But we know, but we what we know about the DC projects in comparison is small. I'm excited and hopeful that these movies are good, but I'm waiting to see just like the rest of you. Pretty outrageous, huh? I'd like to say I'm dumbfounded as to how these line of thinking has caused controversy, but I'm not. If there's one thing I've learned in my years on the internet is that people love to be outraged and look for any chance they can to be so. Love you all, even the outraged ones, bat might for life, XO James. So there you go, that's his clarification of the words that he used, which again was very vague, nothing really to get overly excited about or really to go on a rampage over and start insulting the man on the internet, but that's what the internet community does, especially, especially when it comes to the DC-Marvel rivalry. It's amazing what, you know, you know, over the last few years, I'm really into the comic book community, I really like... Uh, these comic book movies. I'm a big fan of that stuff. And to see the behavior by some adults online, and I'm talking about 30, 40, sometimes even 50-year-olds, the way they behave towards each other when they don't agree on simple things like uh, Christopher Nolan's movies or the Burton movies or which Spider-Man was better or whatever. You know, They have these complete tart-out moments which baffle me. It's amazing to see how people get so touchy about this subject. And it's comic book stuff. I mean, Ben Affleck said it best in Jane Silent Bob when he says fictional characters. You know, know, these are not real characters, people. These are not real people. These are just fictional... This is lines on a paper that people are getting upset about. But so many nerds online go crazy over this stuff. It's amazing. It really is. But now moving on to our next story, and it's still in the world of geekdom, because I'm a big geek, as you guys know, and talking about a big comic book movie, Superman or Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, of course, has been filming for the last, uh, I don't know, 10 years. This movie's been, you know, been in production for a while now. Maybe 20. I don't know. I think uh, maybe even before Henry Cavill was born. They were talking about doing this movie, but uh, no, seriously, it's been filming for like the last uh, few months, and uh, check this out. This story is uh, interesting and, and really a sign of the times. As you all know, the Ebola virus has caused quite a scare all across the U.S. over the last few months, but check this out. Ebola virus caused cancellation of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, filming in Morocco. That's right. Now, it says here, Ebola virus has caused a lot of problems over the last couple months, as I said, and not even Warner Brothers and the rest of the Batman vs. Superman crew could escape the wrath of this disease. It was reported a long time ago that Zack Snyder and his team planned to film some aspects of the Batman vs. Superman movie in Morocco. However, due to the sudden rise of the deadly Ebola virus, the team chose to abandon plans of staying in Africa and uh, instead preferred to shoot in New Mexico. We're guessing it would have been less expensive to film a movie in Morocco or even, or maybe even Warner Brothers wanted to escape from the prying eyes of American press. Whatever the uh, case may be, things did not work out as planned for Warner Brothers and 
We are certainly, uh, it says here, and we are certain no one is happy about it because I'm sure they spent a lot of money getting everything ready to go to Morocco. Uh, it says here, furthermore, even the country has not been affected by the virus. Warner Brothers should not allow its people to enter the country as it's better to play it safe than to be sorry later. Yeah, like the last thing you want to see is like the actors of this movie coming down with the Ebola virus and dying. Like nobody wants to see Superman die from Ebola. You know what I mean? Like nobody really wants to see that. So yeah, it's a good idea to. Uh, I think that's uh, playing it safe and Warner Brothers. Uh, good job, real good job on that. I mean, seriously, that would be silly, silly if you know stuff that they actually uh, planned it and shot it there anyway and just risked everybody's lives. So, uh, but it's amazing how this virus has created such a stir that even movies like this are affected by it. Uh, now it's this year for um, let's see. From what we've seen from the New Mexico site, it seems Zack Snyder has found a home for the uh, for Wonder Woman, so she's going to be from the Amazons of New Mexico. Very uh, exotic. Yeah. Uh, it says here, from pictures and videos so far, we've shown something that looks uh, similar to the Amazonian princess's home in Tijuana. Anyway. Furthermore, Henry Cavill is set to take part in filming, uh, so it's possible that Superman could be paying a visit. Maybe they're doing some kind of like a cameo scene just for you know, the last few minutes of the movie or something like that. Or maybe uh, somewhere in the middle of the movie when he's going to recruit some other super-powered beings. Who knows, but... says, uh, where is Ben Affleck in all of this? Uh, no one knows for sure, but... Or, if, or no one knows for sure if the star will even take part in the final leg of the New Mexico shooting, uh, or if he's already done with his part. So nobody knows exactly what's up with Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Batman, Bruce Wayne. I'm still not sold on Affleck, even though I did dig the image that came out with him in the suit and say, hey, it looks like Batman, you know, it looked good. But I'm still not digging, you know, the fact that I'm going to go to theaters and see Ben Affleck dressed like Batman still bugs the hell out of me. And then they got Jesse Eisenberg, really, to play Lex Luthor? That's just bizarre, man. Bizarre. And uh, let me see here. Another uh, comic book-related news here. Howard the Duck gets his own ongoing comic series once again. That's right. For almost 30 years, Howard the Duck was a punchline to bad jokes about movies bombing at the box office. But there's always been some reference... Uh, for the character in the few circles, now that the character made a brief return on the big screen in this year's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was talking about earlier, that refer- uh, reverence has grown in has grown, and now Marvel Comics has announced that Howard will be getting his very own solo comic series again, his first in seven years. So, if you're a fan of Sex Criminals, no, Howard. Anyway, if you're a fan of Howard the Duck, you're gonna get more comics. And I don't know how they're going to go about this, but it says here, it says, he's in every man who happens to be a duck. Obviously. You know, he's angry, uh, exasperated, and he's had it up to here with the world around him, but he's trapped here. Infinitely relatable. I love the contrast of Howard against uh, both the normal world and us hairless apes in a weird world of man-things and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man's because he really doesn't fit into either, really. Uh, which is really cool. You know, Howard the Duck, look, the movie that came out in the 80s uh, was done, of course, by Lucasfilms and Ron Howard and whatnot. Um, was it Ron Howard the director? That? I'm not sure. Anyway, but it was Lucasfilms that produced the movie. I don't know what happened with Howard the Duck. Obviously, you know, at one point there were Marvel comics and, and whatnot, and I don't know what happened that they never continued the movie series or tried to reinvent it. I don't know if Lucas owned uh, that property cinematically and he just would never do anything else with it. I'm not too sure on the history there. But 
since Lucasfilms now belongs to Disney and Disney owns Marvel, I am pretty sure it's safe to say that down the road in the next uh, maybe five or six years, we're going to see another Howard the Duck movie. And they're already seeding the, the... They're laying the groundworks for this thing with the comic books and Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you're a, a fan of Howard the Duck, whether it's the old Marvel comics or whether it's the movie, even though it's a really bad movie, but it's still, you know, it's one of those guilty pleasure movies. You know, it's one of those movies that is so bad and you know it's bad, but at the same time, well, you kind of enjoy it even though you know it's, it's a bad movie. It really is. Now, speaking of movies that are not going to be bad, I guarantee you that Star Wars The Force Awakens will not suck. Okay, I'm guaranteeing this right now. Big Star Wars fan here, and I guarantee it. It says, uh, there's, ro- there's roughly one year until the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens, and that means we're very close to seeing the very first tantalizing and probably frustratingly short trailer for the film. As the holiday movie season's near, all rumors and speculations point to December being the month chosen for this important unveiling. What's different from reports to report, however, is just how Disney and Lucasfilms intend to premiere this most hotly anticipated trailer. Some reports have suggested they'll debut it with, of course, The Hobbit coming out. That's, you know, what everybody thinks. And then some people think that The Force Awakens uh, might do what ABC did with uh, The Avengers uh, Age of Ultron playing before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as you guys know, or during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, of course, before it leaked online, that is. Now, others persist that rumors involving the release of The Force Awakens trailer suggest that it would debut definitely on the Hobbit film. And then there's a counter-report saying that it will not debut there, it will debut before the Hobbit film, but it will play with the Hobbit. So here's what the uh, the rumor mill is spinning, saying that it will probably play with Star Wars Rebels. Which I think it's a great idea. I mean, talk about a ratings boost for that show. I mean, the show's great. It really It's a, a fantastic cartoon. It's, this is one of the best Disney cartoons right now on the on Disney Channel. And I'm not big on Disney cartoons anymore, don't get me wrong, I'm an adult. Uh, but I am a big Star Wars fan, and I started watching this thing, and it really captures Star Wars. I mean, this has the feel, the look, the grit. Uh, this is Star Wars, by all intents and purposes, and it's great. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest everybody runs out and watches every single episode, because it, it is awesome, it really is. Uh, but I think this is a great idea. I mean, if you think about it, the show's getting good ratings now, but you know how many people are going to be glued onto their TV sets just to watch this thing? I mean, it's going to be a, a phenomenal boost in the ratings for for Rebels. So I think uh, Disney should definitely do that. Look, there's a lot of folks nowadays that can watch the Disney Channel. It's not like back in the day when only a few people had cable TV. Now most people now have cable TV and have the Disney Channel, so they get millions of people watching. And uh, it's going to be a huge, huge lift for that show. And, you know, it's a great show. So I think this is the probably the best idea. But uh, The Hobbit, you know, that's probably cinematically where you're going to see it attached first. Um, so, But I'm excited to just get it out already and get to see it. Now, uh, one more thing I wanted to go over. Of course, the show here every week we go over the top ten list of the box office for the weekend that we're in. This, of course, is for this weekend of November 21st through the 23rd, 2014. The top 10 films are, number one, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, came in with a whopping $123 million at the box office. That's amazing. Uh, not the biggest 
debut for the Hunger Games, by the way. It's like third already, but I mean, it's still very, very uh, good. And it's, the, I think it's the biggest of the year, debut-wise. I know the Transformers had 100 million, 123 million. I mean, it, it destroyed every other movie. Uh, so it's going to do gangbusters at the box office. Now, Big Hero 6 came in number two with 20 million respectively. Interstellar, the uh, new Christopher Nolan movie, a movie I loved, came in number three, and it actually leapfrogged over number four this week, which is Dumb and Dumber, which was number one last week. And that came in number four with 13 million. So Dumb and Dumber 2, not doing very well. It looks like it's uh, flopping. I don't know what the budget is on this thing, but it's uh, it's had really bad word of mouth, which I'm really, really uh, depressed by because I want to see this movie so badly. I've been a fan of the original Dumb and Dumber for a long time, so sad to see that it's getting bad word of mouth. But it's number four at the box office. Number five, Gone Girl brought in two million. Number six, Beyond the Lights with two million also. Well, you know, it's two million plus, plus, plus. Uh, number six, uh, Beyond the Lights. Number seven, St. Vincent, which I have no idea what that's about. None. Number eight, Fury. Again, no idea what that's about. None. Number nine, and this cracked into the number nine spot this week, uh, which is amazing because it's unlimited release, the movie Birdman. Now, this is a movie I'm dying to watch. I, there's a theater here in Florida playing it. I'm going to go see it. This is this is with uh, Michael Keaton and Zach Galifianakis, and it took me a long time to learn that name, by the way. And Edward Norton. I mean, great cast. Emma Stone is in this. Naomi Watts, Amy Ryan. Uh, great, great cast, and uh, it's doing great considering it's a indie limited release, and uh, of course this is getting all kinds of Oscar buzz. Imagine if Michael Keaton wins an Oscar for Birdman. Do you think uh, maybe Warner Brothers might want to bring him back for a third uh, Tim Burton directed uh, Batman movie, maybe Batman Beyond, having him play Bruce Wayne? Huh? Number 10 this week, The Theory of Everything. Another movie I'm dying to watch, Theory of Everything. This is uh, just a, a phenomenal movie about the life of a great scientist, uh, Stephen Hawkins. Uh, just, I mean, I'm dying to see this movie. Limited release also, but it's doing fantastic at the box office, considering it's a limited release. Uh, so just to everybody, if you have it planned in your area, please watch it. It's uh, definitely worth checking out. Now, guys, we're going to leave you to a little bit more of Air I Breathe by Justin Lanning, and we're going to be back with him in a few minutes. And we're going to interview him, and you're going to get to talk to him, too. So please call in, 786-245-8127. We'll be right back. This is the air I breathe.
team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Hi, Caramba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Hi, this is Kayla Ambrose, and I'm your travel guide to the other side. I'm inviting you to join me on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. Each week on the show, I serve as your travel companion as we explore the concept of many paths and one destination, bringing you enlightening and inspiring interviews with world-renowned authors, artists, teachers, and researchers, delving into metaphysical, supernatural, and paranormal topics as well as new discoveries in the scientific and spiritual arenas. Join me here as we explore the mysteries of the universe, rediscover the magic in the world around you, and reawaken your spirituality. It's the shows you want, when and where you want to listen to them, all on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. See you there. This is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio, Thursdays at 5 p.m. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts, in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, 
satellite stalking, RFID, orgone, and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, and surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays at 5 p.m. on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio.
right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head, right here live on PSN Radio, and of course, SoFlow Radio. The song you're listening to right there is a DJ Escape Club edit of a Justin Lanning song. The gentleman who's joining me live right now on the show, Justin, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. Thank you so much, Angel. Thank you so much. Dude, I'm digging the music, man. Digging the music. I've been listening to uh, the tracks all day. Uh, you know, I saw a couple of videos on YouTube and stuff when you first, uh, you know, we were first talking to having you on. And you know, I'm into just about everything, all genres from uh, hip hop, pop, rap, uh, rock. I love just about everything except for country music. I, I don't dig country music at all. Yeah, me too, actually. That's you know that's my pet peeve. Sorry, you don't like country music, but I do love pop music. I, I love rock music, and there's a, like a nice fusion of sounds in your music, man. I really dig what I'm listening to. So for what the audience who might not know who you are, tell them you know a little bit about yourself and your background because you've been making music since what 2008 now. I read. Uh yeah yeah, so actually I've been making music uh, for much longer than that, but that's when I was first on the Billboard chart in 2008, gotcha. and um. I've toured the world. I've uh, lived in a couple other countries making music, and uh, it's what I do every single day um, because I love it. No other reason. And um, what can I tell you about my music? Well, I, I, I've gone on a uh, artistic journey. Basically, uh, I started out playing punk rock. I was really heavily influenced by Green Day and uh, Blink-182, Nirvana. Um, and so I started a, a punk rock band, uh, and I actually had a number of them. And uh, basically, after touring uh, England and Wales and the UK, I came back uh, when I was pretty young. I was actually 16 after I did a, a, a hard rock record. And um, I got into the Beatles, and I found uh, just harmonies and and uh i really got excited about just making beautiful melodies mm. so um and then that's, in, that's interesting oh. that you, you mentioned the beatles that's actually my favorite rock band by the way ever oh yeah not surprising at all i mean they're clearly awesome. yeah. yeah i mean just every song is phenomenal and, and it mm-hmm. just it, it all means something and that's 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 my hope and goal um, is to basically just inspire people and to just make something that 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 people enjoy. Um, so I also uh, I, I've always kind of done somewhat spiritual music, um, just because I consider all music spiritual. But uh, I, I I really started to focus in on the lyrics um, the past I'd say five years or so. Um, of like what I'm really saying with my music. Mm. Um, and I, I guess you can call what I'm doing Christian rock um, right. on on uh, a couple different levels. I'm, I'm doing a new album right now um, where I'm taking text directly from the uh, Old Testament and the New Testament, and I put beautiful music to it, um, and I'm really excited to to share it with the world. That's beautiful, man. That's awesome. And this is coming from a person who's not Christian, uh, but that's a, a great idea to do something like that musically. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful stuff within the Old Testament and the Bible and stuff. How long have you wanted to infuse uh, your music with uh, your religious beliefs? Um, I'd say about five or six years when, when I was uh, basically searching for what to say in... Mm 
in my music, I, I really wanted to just have, I, I, like I said, I've always had a, a spiritual kind of uh, outlook through my, my songs and through my music, but I, I, I kind of went introspective, like on a much deeper level and changed some lyrics, changed some con conceptual things. And um, it, it just kind of birthed this, this sound and um so so that's what i've been doing you know it's funny when you say that uh you were influenced obviously by green day and punk rock and you were in a punk rock band uh and you listened to the beatles you know you can really hear a lot of this uh influences uh within your music because there really is a lot of like eclistic uh sounds within the music uh i mean when you're writing a song i mean do you listen uh to the melodies that you're putting together and you have ideas of uh, what to do with this song based on other songs that you've liked and you do get inspired by certain things musically, uh, whether it's actually the music or the lyrics. What inspires you more, you more, the music or the lyrics? Great question. Great question. Well, it's it's a combination of both, but what, what first gets me is the music. Uh, I listen to the chord changes and, and the harmonies uh, and the melody. Uh, then secondly, I start to analyze the lyrics of a song that I really like. Um, so it, for me, it's actually always first the music. The music mm. has, to, has to grab me. Um, if that doesn't grab me, it's, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around a lyric. Um, but yeah, I, I, I typically sometimes have a hard time even understanding most lyrics. Um, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just me, really. Um, because I don't think people have as hard of a time as I do tr typically understanding lyrics. So I'll usually have to like look up the lyric and, and, and I like doing that stuff anyways. I, I like seeing the, the poetry, uh, just by itself as well. Which music really is that is poetry set to music. Right, exactly. I mean, especially the kind of music you're making. It's really, really uh, beautiful music, man. Like I said, Air I Breathe, I played that earlier today. Tell us a little bit about this song. Air I Breathe is probably one of my favorite songs that I've done. Um, it It's based on truth, and it's based on being with somebody that, uh, how can I put it? Being with somebody that I could not uh, help on a emotional uh, and spiritual level, and not that I'm I'm here to like help people that I'm in. Uh, I guess on one level, yes, I, I'm I'm always trying and, and hoping to help people that that I love. And it was a romantic relationship that uh, ended up not working out, but um, I couldn't uh, basically. I, I was trying to fix somebody. And and she meant everything to me, and uh, I I couldn't do that, and that's why she was the air I breathe, and uh, so this is a very personal track. Then I mean, this is based on, on an actual relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. Very cool. And and, do you and do but, that a lot with you? Do you do that a lot with your music? Do you do you write about personal things that happen to you also besides the spiritual aspect of it? Uh, do you put a lot of your own life within the music? Because a lot of the great artists do that. Uh, in fact, I find some of the greatest artists that we've had do that. Yeah, I don't know of any other way to do it myself. Mm. I mean, 
I can only speak from personal experience. It's really hard for me to to make something up. And and I mean, yes, I can make something up, but it's different than actually being that and 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 channeling what what I really feel. Um, so that's I'm all about just finding the authenticity and the the, the pure pure message in the music. Um, and, and that goes beyond the lyric. It goes melodically and uh, musically and obviously with the lyric. But I only, I only uh, know how to uh, tell the truth. So that's, that's when, for me, it, it comes across uh, the best way for me. And do you have any uh, plans of touring in the next uh, few months here in the U.S.? Is there any tours planned? Right now, I'm simply focused on uh, finishing this album that I'm working on. I will be doing some acoustic-based kind of shows around L.A. Um, just to kind of try out some of the material in a live setting. But I'm actually not going to be fully touring it till the album is complete. And uh, at that point, I'll be going on tour for uh, probably a number of years um, and just basically living on the road. Oh, that must be uh, a crazy experience in itself, huh? Living on the road. Well, looking forward uh, to that. Well, oh, you've done it before, though. You've done it before, so yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not for everyone, but I love it. Uh, it's it's the most um, freeing experience to just be traveling, playing music. Uh, yeah. It's what I what I live to do. I, I love it so much, and uh, but it's also nice to come home and and be creative and and I have my beautiful creative space where I I get to work and 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 develop uh, what I'm going to tour. Um, but I absolutely love being on the road and connecting with my fans in person and meeting people and seeing new places and it's just such a great thrill. Now, for people who want to go and check you out live, you know what? What can they expect when they go see a Justin Lanning tour? It's going it, great. Question. Thank you for asking, Angel. Um, I I would expect a lot of people to be singing along and uh, basically praising the Lord, just having a blast, and and it's really a celebration of life. And uh. You know, I, I will be playing some emotional material, so maybe there, there it will evoke uh, some tears, and uh, you'll probably see a bunch of lighters in the crowd, uh, and, and just a lot of fun. It's it's all about fun and connection and um, in, inspiration, ultimately. Yeah, I know, and, and there is a deeper meaning to your music, which is really refreshing. Uh, we don't get that a lot in today's music. Uh, which is sad because it really has become like uh, bubblegum music. You know what I mean? Especially right. the, the rock and pop genres just is yeah. boggled down with garbage and, and sure. bad messages, especially for kids. Uh, you know, look at, at what's a big hit this year, Anaconda, right? By Nicki right. Minaj. That's yeah. a big hit. That doesn't send a good message to kids. No, it really, really doesn't. But You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's really uh, – that's a great, great point you brought up. Um, here's a nice quote that I've set my, my music to. Um, the arts and sciences are a ladder in which the souls of humanity arise. 
do not base yourself to the common denominator of the times. Um, that basically means that, yes, there is a lot of junk out there. Yep. Um, but really, the, the, point, the point of art and science is to uplift humanity, up, uplift people. And um, I, I think a lot of the time artists uh, just go for that, you know, quick hit or that, uh, you know, something that can make money quickly or e it's, it's not easy. Look, I give a lot of props to Nicki Minaj and her team and her record company. It's not easy to be successful in the music field. That's very true. Um, so, I mean, on that level, you know, she has my respect a hundred percent. On the other side of the coin, um, it, 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 it's socially not, uh, what's the word? It's, it's just not valuable. Yeah, well, it's, it's just not valuable socially. It almost yeah. has a, a degrading effect um, for, yep. for her, for sure, but also for, for little girls. And, you know, it's just, it's not the right, I wouldn't want to, to have my future kids uh, hearing something like that. No, and you know what's um, crazy? There's so many like young girls that are fans of Nicki Minaj, and I saw I seen videos uh, not long ago uh, with or young fans of hers, and I'm talking about like eight, nine, ten year olds. See, wow. I'm not a father, but if I was a father, I would not want my daughter at that age watching anything Nicki Minaj is putting out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's just not really wholesome music. And look, it, it is it is troubling the way that things are shaping up because you can look at. Uh, you know, some of the teen stars over the last uh, few years were very wholesome at first, like Miley Cyrus, right? Sure. Very wholesome at first. And look what the road she's gone down. And it's all because of this media-driven uh, obsession with sex appeal and, and, and you know, right. making the videos as sexy as possible and driving sex as a main message. Uh, in your music, you don't really do that. You have a different kind of message, which is really, like I said, it's... Fresher, it's a breath of fresh air to have uh, somebody do something Thank like that, you. and and that I think is the main issue with music nowadays is the overselling of sex to young kids, and it, it's just a bad painting all around, and it, and it makes for really crappy music, to be honest with you. Well, I love what you said, man. I really uh, am connecting with you on this here. Uh, for me, it's, it's music is art. And it's it's like Agreed. a yeah. it's like a paintbrush and a palette mm -hmm. of colors and that that's my paintbrush and, and um, when when people do these this kind of I call it schlock rock I mean it's just <laughs> it's it, it doesn't it. yeah it's schlock schlocky it's just there's there's nothing to it there's no substance it's not it's not genuine it's not authentic it's not I, I would not say it. maybe it's real I guess to to possibly Nicki Minaj or, or some people, but um, it, it ultimately is schlocky. I mean, that that that's the best way to put it. And I feel that there's been a real dumbing down of society and, and yep. like, uh, you know, I, I'm really inspired by the 1960s. Uh, that's like my favorite era for music. And... It, I, I've downloaded all of the Billboard charts uh, from basically the beginning of Billboard, which is in the 40s. Yep. And um, so the, the music has just taken a real dive in, in the uh, 2000s when the, mm. the music business basically crashed in 1999. Mm. 
um, with the whole download epidemic thing that came mm-hmm. out and, yes. and the, the, yeah. the way that the uh, record companies didn't respond properly. They, they didn't create like the, the, the proper... Um, they, they just couldn't adapt with their business model. They and have it, now, though. I mean, it, it's, it's safe to say that they're making a ton of money on the internet now and downloads and whatnot. Uh, I mean, especially for like up and coming artists like yourself, uh, Justin. And this is a question I ask a lot of independent artists or a lot of artists coming up that are new into the scene. Uh, for an artist like yourself, I think the way that the technology has changed over the last fifteen years is beneficial because you could actually get yourself out there easier and quicker to the masses. Not only that, if you're an independent artist, you could set up shop and you know sell your downloads yourself and make all the money. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, and it's it's the the landscape uh, is wide open mm-hmm. for uh, an independent artist. Uh, I think it's it's really leveled the playing field in a lot of ways, and uh, it's a very very exciting time to be. I call it a DIY musician, mm-hmm. um, do it yourself, right. and uh, because I I was signed with a record company. And uh, I won't get into the specifics of it because I promised myself I wouldn't talk about it really too much uh, mm. because it's it's somewhat of a painful experience. Um, but just going through that... Uh, you have I, no idea I, how many artists have told me that, by the way, Justin, over the last few years of doing this show and, and interviewing different artists. Uh, how A lot of them have had issues with big record companies and have... Uh, had nothing but you know horrible things to say about doing it that way compared to what they're doing now. So it doesn't shock me. Yeah, and and I'm still uh, not opposed to it. I will say that also. Um, I, I, I'm looking to basically reach as many people as as I possibly can um, with with my message, and I, and I believe that uh, uh, once I have my my new album, and it's very close to being ready. Uh, the the material is so strong. Um, I, I mean, I, I basically, uh, just feel really, really positively that, that, uh, I mean, whether or not I, I sign with a, uh, a major label uh, in the near future, it doesn't really matter. The music is so strong and I, I'm, I'm so convinced uh, of what I'm doing that I just know it's, I'm going to find my audience and, uh, well, you have you have a great niche audience to begin with. You know, you are uh, categorizing yourself as, as Christian rock. I mean, the Christian rock community or Christian community, I'm sure, will be really supportive if they haven't already been. Thank you, thank you. Well, this is uh, my first foray into that, and uh, it's been a, a long journey of finding myself to to get to this point. Um, but. Um, Thank you. Yes, it, it's uh, from what I've seen so far. It, it is uh, it is very supportive, and uh, I haven't even released my album yet, so I'm, I'm really excited. How many tracks are we uh, looking forward to here on this album? Well, that's, I, I'm not sure. I have about 19 in the works. I may only release uh, 10 or 11, wow. uh, or or I may do a, a double album. Uh, I'm not exactly sure just yet, but uh, I have enough material, probably even for three albums already, because I just I went uh, traveling. I went to Australia, and I went to Mexico, and I I lived on a boat. I did everything. Nice. Po- <laughs> yeah, everything possible to 
connect with myself creatively and I just there was a point where I just hit my creative stride and I, I couldn't stop writing. I just, all this music just poured out of me and I'm still catching up to all my little memo notes. I mean, I, I have hundreds uh, more in the works, uh, but I, I picked about 19, 20 songs that uh, I'm really dialing in, focusing on. Um, so I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm stoked. Now, when you start writing a song, do you put everything else to the side? You, I mean, are you one of these uh, musicians that are just like fully focused on that song, uh, or do you have like like some musicians that are bouncing around between songs and just working a little bit here and a little bit there? Because I've met musicians that are like that; they work on five or six songs almost at a time. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I do do that. And, uh, <laughs> I figured. Yeah, I, and I'm. I'm uh, once I get this body of work knocked out, I'm I'm probably gonna just do one song at a time. I really find that that's personally for me the best way to do it, um, just to knock them out uh, song by song. But at the same time, it's really you know, it, it, it's it's kind of easy to just get a body of work going and then just kind of complete it complete it uh here and there between different songs so uh but yes right now i'm I'm doing a bunch of songs at once now which do you think uh, i mean i'm pretty sure you're not 100 percent decided yet but which do you think is going to be the lead single for the new album is it air or breather mm. no no that's um no. that's an know, older track right it's a little bit of an older track yeah right. um I, you know what that's undecided right this minute um I I may uh there's there's a song called Voices which uh there's a YouTube version out there which I'm I'm leaving up but I I've reproduced it I've rewritten the lyrics and uh I'm I really feel really positively about that song so that that probably will will be one of the first singles that I release Very cool and you're going to shoot a video for it I assume right Oh yeah absolutely I'm going to be shooting videos for pretty much all the songs I mean that's really what it comes wow. down to. Yeah, That's incredible, yeah. I mean, at the very least, uh, acoustic versions of the songs, and mm. you know, just me playing piano or guitar and, and uh, singing. You know, as as music evolves, eventually, I think artists are going to have to do something like that and just start making music videos for just about every one of their songs, uh, and and release them as music video albums instead of just you know music albums. I think that's where we're kind of going to, don't you think? I love what you said. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that that's uh, critical, really, is just to have a, a strong uh, video presence. I mean, that's absolutely where it's going. Yeah, and, and look, also technology has made it so much simpler to record videos. Uh, you don't need a whole lot of money down backing a video to make a really good-looking music video. You just have to have good editing and, uh, you know, a good amount of time on your hands for a couple of weeks to record something. And uh, you, you don't need a whole lot of money, which is making it so much easier for independent artists to uh, put good quality material out there. It's amazing yeah. what technology is helping, isn't it? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I only see it getting um, easier to, to produce really great stuff. But also, mm. I think the video aspect is a little bit different from, from the music because with the music, the, the technology has also gotten to this crazy level where, mm -hmm. I mean, with, with Pro Tools and Logic, I mean, there's yep. such unbelievable um, tools that, that musicians have that uh, are just phenomenal. But even though with those tools, it still takes a lot of time 
that, that I've seen to really get something right, um, it just simply takes time. Uh, there's no other other way to put it except that it's it's uh it's a slog, as uh, I like to call it, because uh, it's a daily effort of like honing it in. And I mean, yeah, there's been songs where I just kind of knock them out quickly, and and I can do that. I mean, I've produced stuff for uh, some TV shows, and and uh, I've done some production music, which I also like doing. But um, when when I really get into my my groove, I uh, I usually really take my time and, and focus for sometimes a, a couple weeks, like you said, on just one one tune. Justin, I'm getting a, a question here asked uh, to me in Facebook. They want to know, are you going to get into acting in the, in the future also? Because they look at your profile and they think you could make an actor out of yourself. Great. It's funny. <laughs> uh, it's funny uh, somebody mentioned that. I'm actually uh, discussing making a movie. Um, oh, very cool. Somewhere in uh, January. I think I'm going to be shooting a movie. I'm uh, going to be directing it and, and starring in it and doing the whole thing. You're directing and starring in your first movie? Ooh, that's yeah, a task. Yeah, it is a task, but you know what? It's <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a blast. I, I kind of have a, a rough uh, idea of what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, acting is definitely in my future. I, I love I love comedy. Uh, I love uh, doing silly bits. But uh, this first movie I'm going to do is actually going to be a, a serious movie. Huh. A serious movie. Yeah, it's going to be a... do, I can definitely see you doing some comedy-based stuff, but uh, can you give us a tease of the serious movie you're working on? A little little information on it? Any ideas? I mean, sure. not enough to spoil it and have somebody steal the idea. Don't oh, do that. you know, that, that, <laughs> if somebody wants to steal it, go ahead, you know? Jeez. Um... So, actually, it, it's too fresh to even. I, I mean, I could tell you what what is on my mind for it, but it will probably change. Um, so I'll just give you a little loose scenario where. Um, cool, cool. This is not spoilers, and there's not final script, people. So just relax. Right, just. right. Yeah, <laughs> this is just a, a free flow idea, just off the top. Preliminary. Of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, preliminary uh, work in progress, but basically where uh, I'm going to be um, going on, uh, I, my character will be uh, going on uh, internet dating sites and uh, I happen to stumble across not one, but two girls that I like, okay, that my character likes, okay. and... Um, and then a, a drama ensues shortly thereafter, which, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics. And the Internet-based drama with chicks. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's going to be. I've had this kind of problem myself in the past, Justin, let me tell you. So this is it's going to hit home for me, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it'll hit home for somebody. Somebody can relate. That's cool. Man. So when are you looking to start putting that together? The next uh, year, you said? Yeah, I should have that by, uh, God willing, by summer um, wow. of, of, of 2015. I mean, I, I actually, uh, I know what I want to get from uh, the production and from the, uh, from the film, and it's just a matter of executing it and having it uh, prepared ahead of time, um, which I really don't see too much of a problem. Uh, it, it's just a matter of uh, working it all out. 
That's awesome, man. Now let's get into a little bit of music here because we know we we are short on time. We only have another uh, about what thirty minutes with you, and I do want to play a couple songs. Uh, you know, I played "Air I Breathe," which I love, by the way. It's a beautiful track, really, Thank really you. is. Uh, but also, I have a few other songs you sent me. Uh, one is called "Going Under." Yeah. Set this up for us real quick before we go off uh, and play this song. Uh, give us a little bit of what the song is all about. Going Under was uh, written during a time of great loss and uh, where I was brought to my knees and I, I was searching for answers. And um, in my in my uh, desperation, I, I went to uh, this song, and uh, it, it it's just a real honest piece where I'm just talking to God. Very cool. Here we go, guys. Going Under by Justin Lanning. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Great song.
All right, everybody, welcome back, and that's Going Under by Justin Lanning, another beautiful song. Just, uh, you know, like, like I said, man, I'm into all kinds of music, and uh, I like listening to every aspect of music out there, and, uh, you know, listening to this kind of music really, uh, it really puts me in a good mood, which, do you get that a lot? Do you get people that are just happy to, to see you because of the music you make? Because I think, you know, the, the way people react to artists uh, and their moods towards artists is really reflective of the music they make. And you're making music that I sure, I'm sure attracts a certain kind of crowd, which is more of a friendlier crowd. I mean, I'm, have you ever had any negative experiences with with any fans at all? Um. Well, I've had, I guess, a couple where people um, maybe get a slightly slightly bit obsessive. Um, so that that's been probably my only negative experience where I've had to unfortunately block some people. Um, but other than that, no, I mean, it's, it's been, and that, and that very takes, positive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going to say that takes a lot for, for something like negative to happen like that. Um, so typically it's, it's very positive. I mean, I have a, a box in my room of all my fan mail that, uh, I, I just, very I, cool. I love my fan mail so much and it's, some of it's just so beautiful and I, I could never throw it away. It's just too too sweet and, and beautiful. And um, also my fans have sent me all kinds of cool little trinkets and gifts. They know I like spiritual items. So people <laughs> people have sent me like just the coolest stuff. Like I have... Well, here, Justin, I have a fan who's on the line with us and uh, this fan wants to say something to you. 508, you're live on the air with Justin Lennon. You want to ask him a question or make a comment? Oh, I guess not. He hung up. Well, sorry about that. 508 hung up. That's okay. Feel free to call back. Uh, again, if anybody wants to call in, 786-245-8127. I think I didn't cut you off early enough because you were flowing so good there and they probably thought they weren't going to get on the air. By the way, people, this is not screen calls. So if you call in, you are live on the show. So you'll be live with Justin from the moment you call in. So feel free to call in. Again, right. 786-245-8127. So, yeah, no, like I was saying, you know, I think the music, you know, that you make is reflective to the audience that you bring in. Obviously, if you're making gangster rap music, you're going to get that kind of uh, community following your music. You know what I mean? You're going to get the gangster rappers sure. who listen to your music. When you make spiritual music, you're going to get more of that fan base. And uh, it is a lot more of a wholesome fan base, uh, you know, musically anyway. Uh, you know, dealing with that, you know, going through... Uh, the fact that you're a guy and, you know, you get all these beautiful women, I'm sure, that throw themselves at you. How hard is it to, like, resist temptation when you're on the road? Because you know it's um, there. <laughs> well, that's a great, great point you brought up. Um, I'm really looking to uh, be in a serious relationship. And uh, at this point, you know, I'm not really uh, – it's very flattering to be uh, – admired by women um but I, i'm really just looking for a, a special woman in my life um to 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 be serious and committed with I, I think that's the right thing to do for myself um so all i could say is i hope that that she's okay with it uh because <laughs> it's just it's just a uh you know part of i i mean i guess it's it's a little bit of part of what what i do um, that that it's just naturally I I, I have uh, fans of 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 the music, mm -hmm. so all I can say is it's a great feeling and I love it. Um, but it's just it, it's it's a professional relationship, and 
I, I really only have uh, room for, for one special woman in my life. That's the perfect answer, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, it's funny because a lot of artists uh, do get suckered into, like, the whole uh, temptation of uh, being on the road and having women throw themselves at them and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's hard to sure. be monogamous in a relationship when you're on the road and you're living a certain life in the music industry or entertainment, you know, period. Uh, sure. your fam- does your family ever worry about, you know, that aspect of, of life, uh, you know, catching uh, you by surprise and uh, changing you at all? Have you spoken uh, to the family about that kind of stuff? Because, you know, Christian rock, yeah, but, you know, you never know how big you might get. That's true. And and the thing is, Angel, I've I've lived a, a lot of life in, in my, my young life, and I know what I want. Uh, I would say the only danger of uh, me being with somebody else is if I wasn't uh, close to the person that that I'm with uh, while I'm traveling. I mean, I, I want this this person to be traveling with me and, you know, being there uh, together. That That's kind of my, my ideal scenario. So, I mean, that and, and obviously I understand life and maybe that's not always possible, but I, I believe uh, in a relationship, it's, it's, it's really important not to have uh, more than two weeks uh, apart from somebody that, that you uh, love, that I love. Um, I think that at a, at a certain point, around two weeks of not seeing somebody, and, and if that's a constant thing, there's just a, a natural degeneration that starts to happen. Um, but I think that if uh, uh, basically being close is the answer to that for me. And and furthermore, you were saying, you know, I don't know how big I can get and, and, and all that. And I love what you said. Thank you for, for saying that. Thank you very much. And, um, I, I hope, uh, I hope I have that problem one day soon. God willing. <laughs> um, no, but it's true because, you know, every artist, uh, you know, it, look, every artist that comes out and makes music wants to be the biggest and the best artist they possibly can be. Uh, and when you have talent, you never know really how, what song is going to catch fire? What's going to make you a, a big overnight superstar? Uh, right. What's going to be the one that, that drives the, you know, the fan base crazy? Uh, but the talent, talent is there, so you really don't know how big you might be able to get. Uh, and you know, it's funny because I've talked to artists that are really, really well known, and they've always stayed grounded because of their family, and you know, their family being there with them and and continuously, you know, supporting them and, and showing them the right direction. Uh, how involved is your family in, in your music and? And the, the overall entertainment industry with you? Well, they're they're just my number one fans and support system. Um, I every important decision that I make, I bounce it off my family. And um, all I can say is that without them, uh, I, I would would be up to this point lost. They've given me a very very strong foundation and base. Uh, and I feel very confident in who I am and what I'm doing, and uh, it it just uh, couldn't be a better situation for me. I'm I'm very close with my family, and uh, we we rely upon each other, and and they give me great guidance and support. Very cool. I'm getting another uh, question here from Facebook. They want to know if you've ever considered going on a show like America's Got Talent or uh, you know American Idol or something like that. Uh, the answer is no. 
I really can't stand those shows. Um, <laughs> I really just cannot. Best stand answer them. ever, right there. Yeah, I mean they're they're uh, what I would call soul destroying, and furthermore, nobody really gets. I mean, th- there's no real artist that is born from that. Is for I mean. Okay, yeah, Kelly Clarkson was the anomaly from, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Which, by the way, I was her bass player in uh, mm. her, music vi- her music video, Low. No <laughs> kidding, really? Check- yeah, yeah, you can check that out on YouTube. Very uh, you'll cool. See, you'll see me as the bass player. And I like Kelly a lot. And, and I actually think she is a, good, a great artist. I, I love uh, one of her albums she put out. Um, but in terms of those shows, I mean... That that is like completely exemplifies <clears throat> the schlock rock uh, element. Uh, it's not about being an artist. It's those well, shows. Ju- are about Justin, being- let me let me stop you real quick. There's somebody making a lot of noise. We're we're getting a call from seven six zero, and they're very loud. So seven six zero, you're live on the air with Justin Lanning. Uh, you want to make a comment? Ask a question. I apologize for being so loud. This is Heavenly Angel. Oh, there you go, Heavenly Angel from the chat room. Hey, Heavenly Angel. Hi. I just wanted to call (laughs) and say thank you for uh, bringing Justin on. I'm a new fan now. Love the music. And I just located you on Facebook and asked for a friendship. Oh, bless your heart. What is your name, Heavenly Angel? It's Heavenly Angel. That's what it is on Facebook, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, it's great to meet you. My name is Angel. My name is Angel. Wow! Just like angels. just like me, I'm I'm a male male guy. I'm a guy named Angel. She's a female named Angel. And you're surrounded I'm, by <laughs> angels, brother. Yes. You you took the words out of my mouth. That's right. God bless oh. you, brother. Thank you. I'm enjoying the show tonight, as always, oh, Angel. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank Angel. Do you want to ask any? Do uh, you want to ask any questions uh, to Justin before you go? No, I'm just enjoying the show. I'm ready for some more music. Ah, I like it. that music. It's, it's coming How, soon. Which which one did you like uh, better, Air I Breathe or Going Under? Which was your favorite track so far? Oh, I love that Going Under. That just it was it blew me away. Very cool. Oh. Huh? Good track. I'm trying to find it online right now and post it on Facebook. Good job. <laughs> oh, you are awesome. You just made my whole night. Seriously, thank you so much. Oh, you're blessing my heart too, brother. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Angel. I'm listening. I love her. She's awesome. Wow, she's great. Heavenly Angel. And uh, that is a great uh, track, man, going under. That is a beautiful song. And we also have another one uh, called Without You, which we're going to play in a little bit uh, before we uh, we end the show for the night. Uh, Without You. Tell us uh, about that track. I was in uh, Amsterdam. This was a couple oh, of years nice. ago. And uh, I happened to meet a beautiful, uh, beautiful lady. And, um, but... I I was going back home to California and and she uh she wasn't coming with me. So that's uh that's the story of uh without you. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. We're going to play that in a minute here. Now also I know that you're celebrating a birthday pretty soon. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be 29 on November 28th. Wow, look at that. Just a few days away, huh? 29 years old. You're getting to the you're getting close to the big 30 there, buddy. Yeah, man, I'm I'm about to hit my prime. I'm, uh, even I'm though you, even though that. you still look like you're 20, I mean, how do you do it? Um, I don't smoke, I don't drink, uh, I work out, I eat really clean. 
Uh, I stay out of the sun. Um, I take vitamins, B12, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. And uh, and I pray and I meditate as much as I can. And I also uh, obviously play music, which gives me a lot of energy. And uh, and I would say the only real secret that I have is that I'm very blessed and um, and I pray. Very cool. Now, let me ask you, in, as an artist, uh, the overall you know artistry of making music, what's your favorite aspect? Writing the music, recording the music, or performing the music? Um, definitely performing it. It's the most fun and it's instantly gratifying and there's an instant, uh, reward. Um, but also equally, it's, it's such a blast to get that initial inspiration, um, where that, that little light bulb goes off and it's Mm. just like, wow, there's something cool. Let's, let's dive into this and, and it's like a puzzle, a lot of the time and I like a challenge so I, I constantly uh, work at it it's it's a daily thing um, to like like anything to, to be really good at it uh, you got to put in 10,000 hours minimum that's like the Very minimum true. basic requirement to be uh, mm-hmm. excellent and um, but yeah performing it is is definitely such a such a blast Especially when you're on stage with a lot of people that love your music. I mean, that's got to be just uh, exhilarating and just uh, overall, overall, you know, fulfilling as an artist to, to have people, you know, singing along with you. That just there's, must be an incredible feeling. There's no better feeling um, that, that I've experienced. It's just such a blast. And it, I love bringing people together and just uh, having fun. I mean, it, there's just nothing better. Justin, give us your top five, uh, you know, records right now in your iPod, iPad, CD player, whatever it is you use, whether it's tape deck, anything. What are your top five albums currently playing right now? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you right now. One sec. Uh, well, I've been listening to, I, I, I mean, these are the ones I'm listening to right now, but I wouldn't say they're my my favorite favorite things just yet. I, I'm still deciding, but um, the 1975. Um, it's a good album. I like uh, Lana Del Rey. Um, something that I've been listening to recently, which I really love, is uh, Portishead. Um, Very nice. Been check- yeah, I've been checking out uh, Sam Smith and uh, Childish Gambino. Um, so those are like in my iPod right now, but and the Arctic Monkeys. But I also like. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm I'm really stuck in the '60s. I, I listen to like new music to just kind of get get the pulse on what's going on. But when I when I really want to just kind of like vibe out, I go into the the Billboard chart mm. from anywhere in 1960, and, I, and I'm just like stoked. I'm with you, man. I love '60s and '70s rock. I mean, that's to me is the best era for. Uh, for music in general, and you know, then I love the hip hop era of the '80s and '90s. But it really, the the pop and rock era of the last two decades have been, like we said, just uh, going under, just horrible, <laughs> just terrible, terrible yeah. stuff. But uh, let's get into this song uh, without you. We already set it up. This is Justin Lanning, and will this be on the album, by the way, or is this uh, another older track? Um, th- this is an older track, uh, and this is on iTunes right now. 
um, only for a limited time. Actually, when I release my new album, uh, I'm going to be taking down pretty much all this music. Uh, it'll be kind of mm. hard to find, except for like, you know, serious fans, which I will definitely just gift it to. But um, so this is only available pretty much for a limited time right now. Great track, though. Without you, here we go. Justin Lanning. We'll be back. Another day walking round Amsterdam Backpack on his slick back and out of sin in my head Walked into a smoky room and that's where my destiny changed The moment I saw you Felt like I was home again But these nights that we spent together Will go on in my heart forever These days they
put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. You're listening to PSN Radio, the best in talk radio anywhere on the Internet. everybody we're back on inside the jackal's head that was the last break of the evening we're almost wrapping up and that song you're listening to there was dj escapes club edit of air i breathe I, I'm, that's what he's that's what it is right air i breathe because there's 
Oh, no, that one is called Take My Breath Away. Take My Breath Away. Okay, so that's not Arabic, but it's Breath, Breathe, and I got confused, and I'm like, this is just awesome music. Uh, yeah, who is yeah, yeah. DJ Escape? Who is that? You know, Include me into who this is. DJ Escape uh, is just a wonderful remixing uh, uh, engineer, remixing producer. Um, he took uh, my my tracks and basically recreated this phenomenal uh, remix, and that was the song that... Uh, went on to uh, top the Billboard charts in 2008. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. And awesome song. By the way, I wanted to give a special thank you uh, to somebody who uh, helped make this show possible. Uh, thank you uh, to Ms. Karen Manning, who uh, helped immensely uh, in making uh, you know this show possible, having you on with us tonight. She was awesome in the whole process. really was. So shout-outs to her. Yeah, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so much. She is a uh, good people, good people, and uh, did a heck of a job, uh, you know, making sure that everything was on point, they were going to be on, everything was good. Uh, you know, I, I've never seen so much devotion in a person. Wow, fantastic! <laughs> That's really cool. I almost really felt cool. like I was, I almost felt like a line from Star Wars there. Never felt so much devotion in one of the droids. Anyway, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Uh, are you a fan at all of geekdom of Star Wars, oh, you know, I, comic like, book movies? What are you, you know, what are you into movie wise? Movie-wise, I'm a sci-fi junkie. Um, ah, like, sci-fi junkie. Interstellar, uh, have you seen it? Oh, I saw it twice. Good, man. What'd you think? Oh, it was mind-blowingly incredible. I mean, phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. Um, I, I have to admit, I, I watch uh, Justice League cartoons pretty much every night. I've been on the uh, Justice League and uh, Avengers. I... I, I I'm. I will always be a kid at heart, and I'm <laughs> and I'm proud of it. So I, yep. I uh, stay true to that and watch cartoons pretty much every night. If you were listening to the first thirty minutes of this show, you would heard me talking about nothing but comic book news, man. I'm I'm super big into the uh, the whole comic book community and uh, the comic book movies and stuff. And it's and it's awesome that you watch Avengers and Justice League because you can love both Marvel. Oh and hell DC. yeah, definitely. You know, there's this big split down the middle with uh, in the fan community of Marvel and versus DC, and it's crazy. You could be a fan of both. I love both. Oh hell Justin yeah! Loves both. Uh, no question. Um, I do have my favorites for sure, um, but of course, of, of course, love both. I mean, they're, they're, what's your favorite superhero? Batman, hands down. Ah, oh, gotta agree. That's yeah, Batman's badass. He's 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 the only superhero that uh, really doesn't have superpowers. Okay, yeah, Iron Man does not have superpowers. Fine, but has a uh, super suit though. He has a super suit. <laughs> Batman has some cool gear, but he's just smart and he's he's so badass that that that's why he's definitely the coolest superhero. He really is. I agree, Justin. You just became my new best friend. love it man love it uh one day maybe you could direct a superhero movie in fact as a filmmaker what would be the the one superhero movie you'd love to make oh wow wow wow! tough question i know that's maybe a batman movie i mean i guess you know it's a favorite character you know that's a great question i have to just think about that for a brief moment here um oh you know what i would do i would do a gambit movie Gambit. Nice. Yeah, definitely Gambit, hands down. Now, what do you think of uh, Channing Tatum playing Gambit? Um, 
I, I'm excited for it. I think that that'll be interesting. Um, one thing I have to say, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, Ben Affleck playing Batman. I, I'm a little. Oh. Yep, it's official. You're my new best friend. It's official. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I am concerned about that. I think that he was so bad in Daredevil, um, and it was just such a. I mean, I. I don't think. Uh, who in their right mind cast him as Batman? It's just like outrageous to me, and especially going from uh, Christian Bale, who was just like he was the greatest Batman, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's going to be a hard one to top. It's is difficult. You know, there's a report that came out recently that said that Bale was actually open to doing another one, and they, he was kind of dumbfounded when they announced that they were going to go with uh, with Ben Affleck, and had a moment of like maybe. 30, 40 minutes where he just like sat there silently and didn't say much to himself or anybody, just kind of like took it all in that that really was the last Batman movie he was going to be involved in. I really thought that they were going to bring him back and continue uh, with his Batman because it was epic. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Batman and a and huge fan of uh, Justice League and DC in general, but I mean, they've always kind of like messed it up when it comes to, to these characters and Christopher Nolan right. just got it so right. I mean, after the 90s right. and having four really bad Batman movies. Oh, the, but the first one, The first one was okay, but the last two were horrific. And to have to go through that and then Catwoman and, and the failed Superman Returns and, you know, just bad movie after bad movie. And then Christopher Nolan just completely nailed it out of the park with Batman Begins. And really to have three great epic Batman movies. It's. It, it, I'm with you, man. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit scary to think that Ben Affleck is playing Batman now. It's. I know it's it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough, especially with something that's like a sacred little franchise, and they're just. I feel like they're just really treading on thin ice with that that move there. Yeah. No. And it's it, look. And it, the backlash has been um, incredible online, which is crazy. But uh, you know it. It's not even probably the worst casting in the movie too, which that's the the most uh, scary part. I would say uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is probably the worst casting in the history of cinema and film. Yeah, yeah. Without seeing a single shot or a frame of the movie, I am just leaping uh, ahead of and saying that that it will probably end up being the worst casting decision ever in film. Uh, I just can't see him pulling off Lex Luthor convincingly at all. I just can't see it. You know, uh, and I have such high hopes for for that movie as well. Um, and we're talking about uh, Batman vs Superman, mm-hmm. um, Dawn of Justice, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's just I really hope uh, they pull a rabbit out of the hat because I I genuinely want to like it. I want to like yeah. the movie, um, but they they have me a little bit uh, on edge about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I, I hope I, I'm proven wrong. That's you know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I hope they prove me wrong, and, the, and I hope the movie's great. I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel, but I liked a lot of the elements in the movie. I thought it could have been a much better film if certain things were done differently. Uh, in fact, I kind of did my own uh, edit to Man of Steel and changed things around. And I got to say, you know, it's it, it flows a lot easier and better when you watch it. But what were your th- thoughts on Man of Steel? Um, I, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was... Uh, I, I thought it, so far it was definitely hands down the best Superman uh, to this point, um, but in comparison to Batman, Batman just killed it um, mm. acro- across the board. And I think though it finally, it, there, I think there's a little bit of light 
uh, at the end of the tunnel for Superman because I think it's I think it's gonna hopefully from this next movie transition to a much uh, just cooler perspective um, going forward. But ultimately, I actually thought it it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. It did have a couple issues though. Uh, one of my issues with uh, was the whole Jonathan Kent death scene. Mm. Oh man, there's such a missed opportunity there because, you know, being a fan of the comics, you know that Jonathan de- Jonathan's death is supposed to be impacting on Superman's life and and the way he sees humanity and to have him go out like that, man, it was such a sucker move. But listen, we have a uh, caller getting on the air with us. Caller, you're on the air on Inside the Jackal's Head with Justin Lanning, and they just hung up. Nine oh nine. Thank you for calling and hanging up. I don't know what's going on with uh, callers. They keep calling and hanging up. But if you guys want to call in. Stay on. We'll get you mm. on. We have a couple more minutes, so please, if you do want to call in, I'm, you know, I'm giving you the chance to do so. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. I don't know if you can see the Skype screen there, but if you saw that caller, just jump in and disappear. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure that was a very interesting question. And now, you know, talking geekdom though, uh, how excited are you about Star Wars? Are you a fan of Star Wars at all? Oh, a huge, huge fan of Star Wars. Um. I really feel that, you know, talking about Star Wars, um, that there was something about it I didn't like uh, on the uh, the last one. Oh, hey, the prequels. Yeah, yeah. Mannequin um, Skywalker. You don't like man? You know, hating Christensen. Yeah. Is that what it was? That, that's really what it what it came <laughs> down to. Um, he just didn't pull it off for me, and um, uh, but ultimately, I mean. I'm just happy to see any Star Wars film, um, and I and I watch a bunch of the cartoons still. I mean, I'm just a complete geek with this kind of stuff. Um, so I I, I want to. I'm very excited about the new Star Wars. Of course, I mean it's, it's obviously going to be you know groundbreaking uh, with I'm sure what they're doing with it. I don't know mm-hmm. too much about it uh, except that there is one in the works and uh, it looks cool. Looks really and cool. it has the original cast back in it. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, you know, Princess Leia, Han Solo, every you know, the original cast, Chewbacca's right. in this thing. They even got the Millennium Falcon back in this thing, which my god, that's the one thing I was missing the most in the prequels was the yeah. Millennium Falcon. Totally, man. That's right. You're you're refreshing my memory about it now. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah, the original cast is going to be phenomenal. That'll be really cool to see. Yeah, no so. kidding, man. Justin, we're almost out of time. I want to give you an opportunity here to tell everybody how to find you on the internet. You know, besides just looking up your name, which is the easiest way to do it on Google. Uh, but I'm sure there's a URL for a website that you have uh, in development, and uh, I want you to give that out so by the time people listen to this and in the future, a few months down the road, if the people find this podcast, they can go to the website and uh, and check all your workouts. So give the URL out to the audience listening in. It's www.justinlanning.com. That website is under construction at the moment, but uh, actually in the next day or two, it will be up and running. And um, you can also find me on youtube.com slash justinlanning and on facebook.com slash justinlanningmusic. And uh, I'm on Twitter, of course, uh, slash Justin Lanning and you can find me on Instagram just under my name and um, 
I'd love to uh, I'd love to reach out and, and chat with you guys one to one. Just shoot me a, a message on Facebook or drop me a line on Twitter, and I would love to uh, stay in touch. You can also find uh, some of my recordings on SoundCloud.com uh, slash Justin Dash Lanning, and you can also uh, download my music on iTunes. Just search my name, and you'll be able to see uh, a couple albums up there. Very cool. You're all over the place, man. You're going places, this kid. That's right. All over the place. <laughs> Love That's it. That's right. Got to have you back on the show soon, man. Loved having you on. It's been a blast having oh, you on the great, show and great. and talking to you tonight. Uh, it's been really, really, uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's, it really has. And I love the music. You know, please stay. Uh, you know, keep keep us up to date with what's going on uh, with yourself and with your music, and uh, keep us all informed. And when you have more stuff to promote, please come back on the show. We'd love to have you back on. Oh, thank you, Angel, so much. You're you're wonderful, and it was a great pleasure to be on tonight. Thank you so much, my friend, for being on here. Everybody, we'll be back in a minute here with uh, final words and final thoughts of the evening on Inside the Jackal's Head. Stick around. everybody welcome back and there you go again that's dj escapes club edit 
of a Justin Lanning song, and a great, great track. I love that track. I'm gonna be, I'm, I really am seriously going to be playing that a lot on the show. And I have big news, by the way, for the last uh, few minutes of the show here. Uh, big news concerning this show, uh, in this show particularly, and this network particularly, and I kind of like uh, teased about it on the uh, description on the event page for tonight's show that I had big news. Well, I do have big news. I do, I do, I really, really do. Now, we're going to have one more show of Inside the Jackal's Head in November. We're going to have a gentleman by the name of William J. Hall who's going to be with us, and we're going to talk about a very scary book, The World's Most Haunted Houses. And that's going to be the last episode of Inside the Jackal's Head ever on Sunday nights. Scared you, didn't I? But you were like, oh my god, is he quitting? No, 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 I'm not quitting the show. The show will go on. I'm going to keep doing the shows. uh, But I'm going to move the show to a different time uh, slot just because it's easier for different reasons. And the show that's going to be taking over this time slot on Sunday nights is going to be the Roundtable Show, which is another show I'm on. So really, you're still going to hear me on Sunday nights. But you're going to hear me with all my geek friends talking geek stuff, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, We had to move that show from the current time slot on Thursday nights because of everybody's work scheduling uh, being conflictive to the time slot. So Sunday just flows and feels better, so we're going to move that show to this time slot. And then starting January, we're going to kick off a brand new night for Inside the Jackal's Head. Most likely it's going to be Wednesday night. We're not 100% sure yet. We're still kind of feeling out the uh, the time slots uh, you know on the network uh, remember it has to fit in with uh, PSN radio and with SoFlo radio for it to work right and uh, you know that's going to be a, a big decision so we're going to take an entire month off of this show just to make that decision and and uh, see where we go uh, so December you're not going to get any live shows unfortunately from inside the jackal's head but you will listen to me on Tuesday nights on Skywatchers Radio and, of course, on Future Theater on Monday nights with Bill and Nancy Burns. Uh, just this show will, will take a month break after our next episode with, again, an author I've been dying to speak to, Mr. William J. Hall. Uh, you know, this show has been in the making for the last few weeks. Uh, I've had to push it back a little bit just because of uh, different aspects of not having the book ready to read because I, re- I actually do read the books of my guest. And this guy has a great book. I've read the synopsis on it. Uh, I'm really interested in, in getting it and reading it. So uh, hopefully I get it by then and I'm able to go through it in the next uh, couple of days and we'll have uh, William on the show. And that will be, again, the last show of the year for Inside the Jackal's Head. But even bigger news, not only are we moving time slots, as you know, I've been doing uh, just two episodes per month of this show for the last year. Uh, we're still going to do that. It's still going to be two episodes per month on radio for this show. But I am expanding a little bit starting next year. I am expanding to video a little bit. Uh, now what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start doing a maybe once or twice a month uh, video version of Inside the Jackal's Head, which will be on YouTube and, of course, on the main website, thejackalshead.com. And, uh, again, that's where you'll be able to hear this podcast later. So if you're listening in and you want to get the podcast, go to my website, thejackalshead.com. Or you can go to psn-radio.com, the same place you're listening to, and get you know the archive there. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be on for two live episodes a month in audio, and then one, maybe two on video. So that's coming next year, folks. Lots and lots of exciting stuff happening in the new year. And uh, so keep your eye out, keep your ears open, and keep, not I can say keep your eyes open, 
to what's coming up in the near future. But most importantly, keep that ear open to what's coming up in the near future because we have a lot of great programming. In fact, right after I'm done here in a couple of minutes, we have another great show on the network, The Outer Edge, with good friends Tim Schwartz and William Michael Mott. Stick around for that. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting, exciting trip into The Outer Edge. I think they have Alan Greenfield this week. I'm not sure. I think he's going to be on. Should be a great show anyway. So, guys, stick around for that. Thank you so much to our guest tonight, uh, Justin Lanning. Thank you so much for being on here again. Karen Manning, thank you so much for all you did this week to uh, put the show together. And uh, you're, you're awesome. Anytime you have any artists you want to promote, call me, Facebook me, text me, whatever. We'll make it happen. You're awesome. Justin is awesome. Love the music. We'll continue playing it. Please support him. Check his music out on the internet and support good music, wholesome music. Everybody keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. We'll be back next week with more groovy stuff. Speaking of groovy stuff, this is Space Boy. No Fate. Listen in. Great song, by the way. Shout out to Space Boy. 